0: i got to watch out for the time, but tonight in the evening is okay, isn't it? We're not going anywhere, are we? Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> I heard about this man who was stumbling through the woods totally drunk when he comes upon a preacher baptizing people in the river. He proceeds into the water, subsequently bumping into the preacher. And the preacher turns around and is almost overcome by the smell of alcohol, whereupon he asks the drunk, Are you ready to find Jesus? The drunk shouts, yes, I am. So the preacher grabs him and dunks him in the water. He pulls him back up and asks, brother, have you found Jesus? And the drunk replies, no, I haven't found Jesus oh the preacher is shocked by his answer dunks him again a little bit longer he again pulls him out of the water and asks have you found jesus brother the drunk answers no i haven't found jesus oh now by this time the preacher is at his wits end and dunks the drunk again but now he holds him down for about 30 seconds and the guy starts kicking and screaming can't scream kicking and moving his legs and stuff he pulls it back up and the preacher asks the drunk for the love of god have you found jesus and the drunk staggers upright, wipes his eyes, coughs up a bit of water, catches his breath and says, Are you sure this is where he fell in? <laughs> oh, this is Come on, this is good. It's fun. it's funny like this is funny. Okay, so this is part two of the series, <laughs> Talk two talks. It's basically of this morning and this evening to talk about the subject of prayer. And this is prayer is power. Let's everybody say it prayer is power. Now we're going to use the same scripture and just review a little bit now, and then we're going to new stuff. So let's, let's stand together. Did you enjoy to actually read it together? Do you like that? Okay, let's stand together and read the scripture. This is the largest uh, discourse of Jesus on prayer in the Bible. So let's do it Matthew 6 5 to 13. Here we go. And when you pray, You shall not be like the hypocrites, for they love to pray standing in the synagogues and on the corners of the streets, that they may be seen by men and women. Assuredly, I say to you, they have their reward. But you, when you pray, go into your room. And when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place. And your Father who sees in secret will reward you openly. And when you pray, do not use vain repetitions as the heathen do, for they think that they will be heard for their many words. Therefore, do not be like them, for your Father knows the things you have need, for you ask him. In this manner, therefore, pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. For yours is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever in Jesus' name. We love you, Lord Jesus, and we give you praise. May you bless this word to our use in Jesus' name. Amen. Maybe see this. So there's a lot of power in prayer. Now, my own journey in the last half year is to go into the secret place, a bit like what Jesus talks about here. My own story about uh, six months ago, um, I really felt this draw, and some other people were involved, and also a trip to... um, To Australia, to the prophetic council, and some things that happened really shifted uh, some things in my life. And I was drawn into, like Jesus says, into the secret place. When you pray, go into your room, shut the door, and pray to your Father in the secret place. And the Father who sees you in secret will then reward you openly. See, if we want to see impact, if we want to see the fulfillment of the things that God has called us to do, both in our personal lives and in our church, in our city, and in our nation, then we need to plug into the power source of heaven. Then we need to plug into the Holy Spirit and, of course, the Father and Jesus Christ through the Holy Spirit in our lives. You know, there is a direct color, coloration. Coloration? Got a new word again. Coloration. <laughs> coloration. Coloration. I know it's correlation, but things are, I did something wrong, correlate, uh, the other one now, I forgot the other one now, I thought it was so cool, but every time I, yes, that one, I make up new, new words every time I preach, it's so fun, because I think, man, this is like amazing, you know, but what would it mean, I don't know what it means, I hope it's not bad, but you know, it's like really good, and so there's a direct correlation, between our prayer life and our time spent with the Holy Spirit and the spiritual climate you find yourself in and the power that is released through your life. The power that you know and release through your life. And the Bible teaches that if we don't pray, then God won't move. This is just a little recap from this morning, but some of you were not here this morning, but some of you were asleep, so now you can hear it for a second time. So God won't move if we don't pray. Now, the thing is, though, God likes to work in partnership. That's what he wants to do. He can do everything he wants to do. He's sovereign. But he has chosen to work in partnership with his sons and his daughters, his children. In James 4, it says, you do not have because you do not ask. It's actually quite profound if you think about it. You do not have because you don't ask God. And Jesus, in the Gospel of John, six times he says, you ask, I'll do. You ask, I'll do. It's even so, and actually an example is here in John 14, 14, if you ask anything in my name, I will do it. So it's also always this relationship with God together. Even in the whole thing area of that the Father asked Jesus to ask him for nations. He says, ask of me and I will give you nations. Now this is Jesus, this is the Son of God. Come on, you know. And the thing is, that even he had to ask Ask nations, because God wants to work in partnership. He always does. James 5, 16, the prayer of the righteous person is prayerful and effective in our lives. Now, this is called the Lord's Prayer. I hit a little bit this morning. I'll do a bit more now. The Lord's Prayer. Now, it's actually a wrong translation because it can't be the Lord's Prayer. Because the Lord could never pray this prayer. And the reason why? Because it contains confession of sin. Now, God and Jesus is sinless, so he cannot do this. This was an example prayer of the disciples. Now, this prayer is under the old covenant. Jesus hasn't died yet, so it's it's for the disciples who are not born again as under the old covenant. Now, can we use it? Absolutely, we can use it. But you've got to make sure that all the stuff that he says in this prayer goes through the cross, the finished work of Christ. <clears throat> Otherwise, you get into trouble. For example, one thing that you get into trouble with is the whole line of the first part of forgiveness in this way. Lord, forgive us our debt or our sin as we forget those, uh, uh, forgive those who sin against us. The new covenant is different. Jesus says, now forgive. As you have been forgiven in Christ. So there's a change. So I, I never pray this prayer with that in mind. Now I know that people do this kind of religiously, you know. It was never meant to be a predicted tent like everybody, the whole church. Now we're going to pray this prayer. It's going to be prescriptive. This is what Jesus says. You have to pray every time. No, it was just an example of what you could pray in this way to the disciples. But again, as sons of daughters of God who live in the new covenant, we've got to make sure that this is new covenant for us in this way because Jesus actually has done beautiful things because he has saved us, he is the sin of the world was put on him he took it to the grave and rose again victoriously and so we are forgiven once for all so it's done so confession of sin is no longer part of my life not about your life my life no part now we i'll, I'll quickly explain this because some of you will, will be will be thinking ah, i've not been taught this kind of stuff the thing is though what i do do if i make a mistake i say sorry Absolutely. If I make a mistake, I say sorry, but I know that he's already carried it. So there's no forgiveness issue because he's already forgiven me, because he forgave me two thousand years ago. All my sins are in his future. So it doesn't make any sense. So in a sense, because it will set you free, because otherwise think I used to be so scared every night, you know, go to bed, say, Lord, oh forgive me for all the sins I know and the ones I don't know, and all this kind of stuff. Because in the middle of the night, if I my heart stops beating and I'm not forgiven for one sin, I will not go to heaven and I cannot bear this. And so I would freak out every night and it's not like this at all because if you become a Christian if you are a son and a daughter of the living God then Jesus has forgiven you once for all past present future how do you deal with sin in your life in the sense of when it still comes around in your mind or whatever then you say Lord I'm really sorry well how dumb how why would I do this as a son Or as a daughter. This is stupid, and so I'm so sorry. But you don't have to ask forgiveness because you are already forgiven. Amen? Amen. Some of you, three of you say amen. The rest of you say, I have never heard about this before. But that's okay. That's fine. Anyway, so the thing is, though, so it's an example prayer. But it has a lot of the elements that Jesus would say. Uh, are very important for life in the spirit and also he says here an outline of the sequence of the importance and priority of your prayer life And I want you to see the the connection between verse 6 and this whole thing about the secret place, you and Jesus together in the Holy Spirit, and then this sample prayer in your life. It always starts with you and me in the secret place, because the secret place is the engine room of your life. It's the engine room of heaven in your life. That's where everything starts. Is in your secret place. Now, I'll be honest with you, I've been in ministry now for over 30 years. <laughs> I was thinking how long we've been in ministry always, but full time we've been involved about 30 years, 31, 2, whatever, uh, in life. Now, I, I struggled with the secret place. I'll be honest with you, I found it really hard. It changed my life when I started doing it, particularly this year, but I found it really, really hard because I found it really hard to sit still. Some people say that I've got ADHD. Now, I just don't believe it. Jesus would never create me with ADHD. What a nonsense this is. So I don't believe that. Now, he's given me a certain um, motivation and a certain life. And I I don't have drugs. I don't have coffee. I don't have other women. I don't have anything that is, like, stuff, you know? And so the thing is, though, this is pure, unadulterated Holy Spirit. Just me. It's just me and the Holy Spirit. There's nothing there. So, I mean, I I, I don't do drugs, you know? Sorry, I don't. So... If I come across sometimes as kind of passionate a little bit, it's not because I'm passionate because I'm on, on speed or something like that, you know. I, now, I am on speed. I'm, on, I'm the Holy Spirit speed, you know. I mean, he's amazing in my life. <laughs> and I'll tell you, the more and the Holy Spirit, I was talking to somebody at the morning service, at getting that was awesome. And I was like, ah, oh, powerful. I said, okay. The whole, because then you got to ask, of course, how far can you go with the different things? I remember talking to some guys from Bethel, and they were trying to figure out how you can walk on water. They said, Peter can walk on water. Jesus can walk on water. I can walk on water, right? And so they're trying to walk on water, failed the whole time. But then there was a group of people, they're really radical, and those was about 20 years ago. And they started to, to walk on this. And one guy in the sea, like, well, come, we walk on water. And that didn't work out. And then one guy actually walked on water. Apparently, I haven't seen it. It's no video. So maybe it's not true. But The thing is, though, we can walk on water, right? <laughs> why, why not? I mean, if he can, if Peter can. Jesus can. We can walk on water, right? I walked on water one time in... Um, in Israel, as we love, I got photos, uh, proof of this whole thing. They had stones just under the water, like this. And I was just standing, <laughs> I was walking on those stones. Look, guys, look, 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 look. It was stones just underneath, like this, right? It was so funny. Yeah, that's so. funny. It's so funny. And, so, and uh, they they believed me for a while, and then they said, "Yeah, this is our uh, stones, and there's nothing whatever, you know." All kinds. Of anyway, so we're going to continue now. So from this place of the secret place, which is your engine room of life in the Holy Spirit, right? then then we start praying this prayer our it's actually our it's actually meant to be for us together now you can pray it yourself if you want to but the thing is though there's something about our father who art in heaven Hallowed be your name your kingdom come Your will be done on earth as it is in heaven then, you see, then we have the personal needs. So I want you to see something which I think is quite profound, that it actually doesn't start with, hallowed be your name, heavenly Father. No, it starts in the secret place. This is how you pray. He first talks about Jesus in the secret place, how he spends time with God. Jesus couldn't do anything without Father with him, right? Come on. Right? Right, right? So the thing is, how on earth do you think you can do anything without the Holy Spirit in your life? Right? I mean, you can pray this prayer to your blue in the face here, or our kingdom come. or but it's all about here in the secret place. So this is the stuff that we have kind of been missing. Now, we have sometimes a little quiet time of five minutes. we got to go to a meeting. Okay, let's quickly read the Bible and quickly do something. But honestly, it means nothing. It's a nice token thing, really, for many people. But really, it doesn't do much. I'm talking about lingering. Jesus would go in the darkness still, like 5 o'clock in the morning, 6 o'clock in the morning. It says here in the Bible that he would go out. It says here in Mark 135. He says, very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Where he prayed. This is the lifestyle of Jesus. Here is where he met with his heavenly father. Here he got the blueprint of life. Here he had the intimacy with the Holy Spirit so he could be firing on all eight cylinders when he went down the mountain of our solitary place confinement if you like whatever you call that in the wilderness you know to go into the people into the lives and miracle 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 happen all the time it's because he spent time in the secret place he had a time and he had a place in Luke 5 16, it says Jesus would often withdraw in the wilderness to pray now this is the most important line Jesus ministry was empowered by his communion and intimacy with his father in the secret place. Now, if that's the case, then you and I are no different. Then we need to be empowered in the secret place. Now, for now, for, for my own journey is now I have to get up earlier and earlier. It's actually quite hard. Um, this morning I said, in the, it's hard, isn't it? In the church, uh, I mean, some guys here like Sam, they, they, have a, they have a Bible study at 6 o'clock in the morning. 6 o'clock in the morning, a Bible study. Is anybody awake at 6 o'clock in the morning? Oh, they are. Thank you, Jesus. I don't. Yeah, you are too. Well done. Maybe sleep a bit longer. Your daddy will be very happy to sleep a bit longer if you want to. But the thing is though, six o'clock in the morning. I said this morning about my kids, you know. I said, if you are keen, like at basketball, we have to use them. We used to get them at six o'clock, have to bring to basketball like day after day after day. When you get up, you know, like at six o'clock in the morning, you know, and I'll go back to bed, you know. It's just like so tiring. Why on earth would you get six o'clock? The reason why is because they were so committed to going somewhere. It's amazing what discipline you can do if you want something. But it's amazing how undisciplined we can be when we need something, like prayer. i do not going to get up. I mean, I find it hard, but I'm going to go earlier and earlier and earlier till I get, like, earlier, you know? <laughs> yeah. Earlier, you know? Like, man, it's hard. But I tell you, I have an hour with the Lord, two hours with the Lord, and I said, man, it's time already to go to work. I'm only two hours in, Lord. What's going on? It goes so fast. But I tell you, when you spend not five minutes, not 50 minutes, not half, I'm talking about an hour, two hours, three hours. When you start spending time with the Lord, woo! You come out. I'm still, I'm still, I'm, I'm, one day I just come out of my room and I'll, I'll be levitating. (laughs) Walking on air. (laughs) What I'm trying to say is, guys, it empowers your life. We can't do it without. And we think we don't need it, but we are Deceived we are distracted and the first thing to go when we are busy or pressed for whatever in our lives we go and don't do quiet time don't do private time don't do secret place we go into our world think that we can make it by ourselves and boom we hit against the wall because we're never meant to live this way we're never meant to go in this way see jesus always went to the father because that's his source his source of life. We need to go to the source of life, and then we can do miracles, signs, and wonders. If you want to follow, you want to go after signs and wonders, like, oh, I want to get this healing done. I want to get this thing. Okay, you spend more time in the secret place, and these healings will be so easy because they will follow you. Because the healings are actually God healings, right? They're not you anyway. It's God doing the healings. So when you spend time with God and the anointing list, my anointing has lifted this year. Whoa. My anointing has lifted this year. Why? Because I'm good? No? Well, yes. No. I'm good because I go into the secret place. That's the good part. I'm actually going to go into this place, and I worship. At first, I worship for half an hour, and then I say, Lord, I want more, and then maybe I do it for an hour. Then I speak in tongues for a whole bunch of time and read some Bible and write my few things, and then I worship again, and I start just spending time soaking in the Holy Spirit, and as you soak in the Holy Spirit, you become like Him. It's just amazing how you get empowered in life, and you have all these ideas. You hear the voice of God, and things start to happen in your life. It is so amazing. See, if we don't prioritize time in a secret place, then we'll never go to the depths of relationship that he is calling us into. And I feel that I'm, you know, even the prophetic, I never did prophetic. She was the prophet, Catherine. She had the eagle on her shoulder. Like, whoa, you know. I never, I was apostolic, I have faith, I, I, I love that kind of stuff, you know. But since i go gone to the secret place, and since we've allowed myself to be massaged by the Holy Spirit and be in this place, i become prophetic. And I see stuff everywhere. I mean, Catherine and I went to Indonesia, and for 10, 9 days in a row, we had to pray for anything that was standing and breathing. <laughs> Not just her, me too. Both of us, here are 30 people, prophesy over all of them. I said, What if I don't have a prophecy? Doesn't matter. You're the pastor, you prophesy. <laughs> True? And then, and then you start prophesying, and it's amazing. The Holy Spirit comes on you. It just happens, right? The thing is, though, we are so not there. We're so here somewhere. Instead of being right there where Jesus is all the time, because he's in the Father's house all the time, he sees what the Father's doing, flowing in the Holy Spirit. It's so easy for him because he's right there. We are here somewhere, behind here. And it's, oh, it's such a hard life, and, you know, this thing is happening. I mean, we totally look at this kind of stuff, the natural we live. We don't, we don't go up to heaven and know that we're in the seating, in the, seated in the heavenly places, in the heavenly realms and from that place we're going to live towards earth that's how we're supposed to live but we still live kind of groveling in these earth beings and we're not we're citizens of heaven well where's heaven well not earth where's heaven it's all around you there's a flow of heaven in your puku. the holy spirit the river of god is right through your life and i tell you when you sit in the secret place this river starts flowing and then you hear the voice of god and then you get joy And then the peace of God comes on your life. And then you start seeing stuff. And then you become happy again. And then you say, man, this is absolutely amazing. And then you have a really hard day, but you go in a secret place. It's all so wonderful. This morning I talked about the whole thing of rejoice always, Jesus says, And pray continually and give thanks in all circumstances, good and bad. And that's that's the will of God for your life. Why is that the will of God for your life? Because when we start praising, that's why I love praising so much. I love worship. I love adoration. But I love praise. Why is praise so important? Because when you start praising, you start taking your eyes away from your little life. And you go up to his life. And he's a big life. A big life. And so when his big life starts to manifest in your small life, your life becomes bigger. And then you come into your life. It's just so powerful. So, so he wants us to, whoa. You know, that's why I love drumming so much. You know, I just love drumming. I love praising God. I love praising him. I do it all the time. As Catherine is my witness still. To, I already did it for years anyway when Catherine met me. I was, I was often when we got married. and You know, in the beginning I had all these T-shirts of integrity music. In those days she didn't have Bethel. You had uh, Maranatha music. Everybody, ma- Maranatha music? Yeah, yeah, yeah Marana- and Integrity music. And I was a freak of Integrity music. Actually, I was going to have a job in Europe to do Integrity music for Europe. And then God says, Go to, in, to New Zealand. I said, Where? <laughs> New Zealand. New Zealand. <laughs> So okay, New Zealand. So said, well, you got you to help me to go there. Okay, I'll give you a wife who, who is from New Zealand. Well, that will help. Okay, we'll go to New Zealand. It didn't work there. It's not at all true. It's not true at all. It's just a lot of rubbish. This whole thing is rubbish, you know. But God did call me. I had this job, and I could have done it. And God says, no, Isaiah 24, go to the islands of the sea. From the ends of the earth, I hear glory to the righteous one. I want you to go to New Zealand and lift up the name of Jesus. And that's what I've been doing for 30 years here. And I'll keep doing it as long as I live. Had breath in my life. I've no idea why I said the whole thing. Now, any idea why I said it, Catherine? No, I <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, I don't know why I said it. Even. You know, when you get into a secret place, it's just an adventure of discovery of what God is like. You know, and if we need to, um, you know, if we need to cultivate a greater anointing, a greater power in our lives then that's the way to go. It's not to go to a seminar, which is also great, but it really is cultivated in the in the, in the the secret place with you and God together, and just start worshipping him, and, and he starts telling you stuff, and he starts giving you sonship, his daughtership, you know, He this he just happens. And so if you want to increase your anointing to see miracles through your life, then the way to do it is to go into the secret place. Now, I, I never knew this. I thought, man, what a waste of time. I got out there, I could talk to people. Talk, 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 You know? And Jesus says, no, because if you... T- spend time in a secret place, and you talk to me, then I will talk to them. That is good. I just made it up right now. This is the Holy Spirit, you know? Yeah, she's clapping, she's clapping. Yeah, whatever. Yeah, my wife's very happy now. I mean, everything's better. better. Anyway, everything's better. I'll, I'll behave myself tonight. Everything is better. Everything is better. I'll tell you, when you go into a secret place, you, you'll be a better husband, better wife, better friend, a better father. Everything is better. Everything is better because you become like Jesus, see? You're just like Jesus. So when you come out of your room, it's amazing. You're just like Jesus. I better stay with my notes, otherwise I'm never going to get through this whole thing. So if we need to cultivate this whole thing, if we need to cultivate the anointing, I didn't hear that. I'm glad I didn't hear that. Cultivate the anointing. (laughs) See, Okay, okay, I'll say it this way. If you don't put anything in your well, how on earth can you pull anything out of it? Let's say it that way. Right? That's in everything in your life, in your brain, you know, what are you putting in your brain? I mean what are you looking at the whole time? You know? I know I was looking at some bad stuff, you know. I mean it's like you know it's not helpful at all. It takes me about this path boom you know it's just not going to happen and so and God changed my desires and said look at these things and look at me that'd be much better and so when you start doing that kind of stuff your desires change anyway in the secret place because he gives you his desires and so then you desire him only and so when you and you get more and more and his face become more beautiful every day and you're not starting to seek his hand all the time and the stuff you want from him all the time that's the last thing you need no no you don't want his hand you go after his heart that's why David had a heart after God because he spends so much time with God he wants us to have a heart after after God to seek his face and when we seek his face and his heart that's how it works that's how you get everything I talked to the other day about Solomon remember Solomon God says what do you want you get everything you want anything well give me a thousand wives okay well he's already got a thousand wives and I don't know how many concubines well nice whatever but what do you want what do you really want he says I want wisdom I mean he could have said I want billions of dollars right or whatever they had in those days what did God do what did he do He gave him wisdom, because that's what God wanted to give him, and the dollars, and the girls. That's a good deal. That's a good deal. It's in the Bible, guys. It's holy. It's holy. It's in the Bible. No, but the thing is not that. The thing is, what I want you to see is that we often seek the hand. We often seek the natural. We said, "Lord, I want this. I want." We really hard, work hard for this kind of stuff, but we have no idea that actually to get that is to go to Jesus. Because you seek first the kingdom of God and His righteousness, then all the other things will be given to you as well. So you go, don't, You don't go that way. You go that way. Amen. We go to Jesus. And as we go to Jesus and we worship Him, then all the other stuff He'll take care of. Yeah. Hey, it was much easier that way and much more fun because they have testimony and they gave a testimony, and then somebody says, Hey, that's cool, I can do this. And then they do it and they have a testimony, and here it goes around and around and around. Instead of me trying to do my own little life and trying to figure it out and never have money enough and never have this enough and never have this enough because you, whatever. But go to Jesus and all these things that happen. Now, that's what happened here in the Lord's Prayer. I love this in this way, in the Lord's Prayer. One thing I'll say before this, and actually you said it this morning, Michelle. She was talking about the river. I had it in my notes. You didn't know it, didn't you, for tonight. It said, the more we are in the river, the more the river will flow through us. See, the thing is, though, we are called to live in the river. Now, I know there's a river going in your life right here, in your puku. There's the spirit of life is right here. The same way as, as a baby has the navel string. Umbilical cord, when my daughter and her baby, come out. Uh, baby, <laughs> come out. It's like deliverance, you know. What is deliverance. Come out. Jesus, come on, let's all say it. Come out. <laughs> it's not live stream, it's great. <laughs> so you'll freak out or that, Come out, in Jesus' name. So anyway, so the, the, in the same in the umbilical cord is with the mother, with the things. That's why we have the Holy Spirit behind us belly here is heaven right here I mean it's also there but it's right here the flow of heaven is here through the Holy Spirit right so but we need to jump into this thing it can be in your life but also it cannot affect your life at all serious you can be a roommate with Jesus and never talk to him he's there all the time but never talk to him, never get his power, never have a relationship, don't even know who he really is, and he's just living inside of you. So the thing is, though, we are called to, to be in the in, in, in relationship with him and to understand this river, to jump in this river, and that happens in the secret place. And that's why we consecrate our lives towards it. We set it apart. It's like almost tithing. When you get your money, you give 10% to the church to God. Why? Because it consecrates your whole life. I'll teach on it one time. It redeems your whole life. That's how blessing flows. That's how protection flows. Is that thing redeems the rest. The same thing here. When we spend time with God, take 10% of your time and spend time with Him. Give it to Him. And when you do that part, He'll look after the whole other rest of your life. That's how it works. But we always try to do the other way around. Yeah. And I'm calling you, I'm begging you. No, I don't do beg. I want it because I know it will help you and it will help all of us to make sure that we tithe, if you like, our time with God and find a time in your life, in your busy schedule. What are you doing anyway being so busy? Why don't you have time for God? Come on, what is this all about? You can find time for anything you want if you really want it. I know, I know each one of you in the sense of as humans, we do We put our money towards what we want. We put our heart towards what we want. Jesus says, where your treasures. your heart is also. I'm preaching good right now, guys. I'm going into this way, and we go like this. That's how it works. So my question is, why don't we go to Jesus? Why don't we take time? I'm not talking about a token thing. I'm talking about deep worship, adoration, Bible study, discipline, getting up, hating it at times. Right? To develop any relationship takes time and takes effort, people. And the church is so immature. I look at my own life. I'm a pastor, for goodness sake. And I thought, man, how immature you are. And Catherine says, amen. (laughs) And I say amen to you, Catherine, and whoever else. God wants us to mature. And for us to mature as sons and daughters, we don't only go to a son's conference, although it does help you. We don't only go to a woman's conference, although it helps you. And we definitely have to go to Grace and Glory conference in in October. But even so, it is in your secret place. What are you depositing in your life? It's a good question. What are you putting into your life, into your soul, into your mind? What are you putting in, people? What are you putting into it? I tell you, if your river is full, then your life is full. And it comes through your life. Do you have a time and a place where you meet God in a secret place? Will you discipline your life and go there? You know, in that place, you you change from the inside out. And you come out smelling like Jesus. Serious, the fragrance of heaven and the weight of glory. I feel such a weight of glory when I come out of a secret place. I mean, come on, Kevin, you can see that. Right? I mean, the things that this happens, guys. When we go into that place, it's a weight of glory because you're with God. That's how Moses went, for, you know, glory and light and and so powerful. And then he goes with you in the boxing ring of life. You know, you hold on to the great I am. You know, and he's big. Not just an angel. I mean, angels are big. We're talking about God of heaven, big. And nothing is impossible for you. Now, you, you, you have trouble in your life. Of course, we have trouble. In life. Jesus says you have trouble, but I've overcome the world and I live in you, so I've overcome and lives in you anyway, so you don't have an excuse. I'm so sorry. We go with Jesus. We hold his hand and say, Lord, I don't, I'm so scared now, I don't know what to do. And he says, Oh, I've got your back. you go with him. Powerful. Oh, thank you, finally. I was so hoping <laughs> you're going to pray. So thank you. We have no time limit, we, we, we said no time limit tonight, right? So, so you're going to get part, part two, and it's also like part three, three a little bit. I'll make it up as I go. No, no, we're almost done, we're almost done. Not true. <laughs> I want us to become, I want us to, to really make sure that we, put the focus on jesus and he be first in our lives and that we also protect this time it's like when you have your holy time it's actually it's the lord's time with you and it's actually it's like a holy time and like anything else that is kind of holy in your life set apart consecrated to god that we take time and we set this time apart for god i said this morning if your life dependent on prayer and the secret place, you would be there every day if your life depended on it. And I know for some people in the world, their lives do depend on it. We have too easy here. But I tell you, if you knew your life depended on well, what if your life is depending on this? What if you could go to much greater heights, much greater depths in the Holy Spirit, much greater power, much greater happiness and joy if you actually go into the place? Now, I know it's true because it happened to me. So I'm a witness. I'm a testimony of how God can do this with a person like me. So we've been in the secret place. Then we go through that very quickly now, not that quickly, but quick, quicker. We go to the prayer, the priorities, and it says, "Our Father, in heaven." You know, the identity of the Father is the main identity you need to understand that He is your heavenly Father. And there's a lot of seminars and things about the Father's heart, and it changed my life and changed. You no, know, um, I mean, asked. Uh, you know, us Liv and Toby, they, they do the fatherhood thing all the time, and they know a lot about this stuff. Our father is, is number one. The thing is, though, what happens is, not only is he father God, and we worship him, and he's all-powerful, all-glorious, all, all but also we find our identity in him. And so when we say our father, it means that we are sons and daughters of God. You actually declare your own identity in God. And what you're saying is, you're my heavenly father. It says the heavenly father, not Lord, heavenly father. At the start of this prayer, Heavenly Father. And if the Heavenly Father created you, and he loves you, and he's got your back, and you are in him, and he is in you, then you know he's going to do something for you, and he's going to help you in your life. And so a correct view of your Heavenly Father, and a high view of his holiness, is very important. And that's why Jesus talked about this, in this way. And so, if you look... At the different things, and then I'm finished. The different things in that prayer: "Your kingdom come, you will be done. Give us today our daily bread." Etc. Etc. It starts with the first: is God is a generous father. Give us our daily bread. He's a generous father. When you know that he is a generous father and you worship him, then you know that he will look after you, and he give you gives you everything that you need. We can trust him. We can ask for it because he wants a relationship. But you know he's got your back. He knows you because he's your heavenly father. I would always give stuff to my kids. I mean, I spoil my kids. I mean, It irritates Catherine sometimes how much I spoil my kids, particularly Saskia, my only girl. <laughs> it's just the way it is. I just love my kids to bits, and you do with yours too. And so you, you love them, and you, you give your life to them, and you spoil them. And, but that's what a heavenly father is like too. I mean, he, he's a bit smarter probably than we are, you know. But the thing is, though, in the sense of not giving everything and blah, blah, blah. But the thing is, though, you know, we just, he's like, you know, it's wonderful. So he takes care of you. You can trust him. He will look after you. God says, I will supply all your needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. It's so beautiful. And so when you come to the gracious Father, we talked about this, He's a gracious Father. So we can thank Him for the cross. Say, thank you, Father, that you brought Jesus to the cross. And in Him we have salvation and we have the forgiveness of sins. I mean, we get communion, we always celebrate this. We've been forgiven once and for all. Wow, it's so beautiful. And now because we are so forgiven, we are so free, now we can forgive others, even if it's very difficult. I find it really difficult of some of the people that betrayed me the last three years. It's been so hard. I've spoken about it the last couple of years not now because in the, in the secret place you get rid of all the stuff but before that I was like Wah. and if I saw that person you know, like that and I said look, I give it all up <laughs> I'll just forgive them and God bless them it's awesome whatever you know you can forgive because you know how much you've been forgiven you can give what a gracious God and when you know that your father is a holy father then any entertaining of entertaining of temptation to sin is not an option is not an option It says here in 1 Peter 1, but now you must be holy in everything you do, just as God who chose you is holy. For the scriptures say you must be holy, for I am holy. See, you were born of holiness. The Holy Spirit came in you. He took out the sinful nature, and he gave you the divine nature of God himself, and God is holy also morally, holy. Holy means a set apart, but also holy, morally. And so he's holy. So your desire is for holy. Do you make mistakes? Yes, we all do. Do we get tempted? Yes, we all do. Do you have the thoughts? Yes, we all do. But still in that time... Jesus gave his life to make us holy, and you are born in your spirit of holy, whether you still in your mind sometimes struggle with it or not, because we all do, but in your spirit you are a son of the living God, you are redeemed, you are 100% like Jesus, you are holy, righteous, and beautiful, and innocent forever. That's the grace message. So the thing is, though, you have to understand this in your life, because that will really help you to be holy, because your desires have changed. You're not trying to be holy to attain a holiness. You're coming from a holiness, because you are already holy, that's why why you want to live holy and if you live unholy you will feel like a battle fire warfare in your life because it's not you anymore it doesn't work for christians it's actually not very fun to sin anymore it doesn't work anymore so stop it stop it it's not going to help you at all i'll tell you what will help you is to recognize how holy you are and then to live that way. And you have free, No, there's no condemnation in Christ. No, but the thoughts come, man. And if you do stuff, you have those thoughts, man. And so when you go into holiness, oh, it's so wonderful to be with no condemnation in your life. And the last one, it says here, when you know that your father is a protective father, he will protect you. That no weapon formed against you will prosper. Yes, weapons are formed against you. I know for, weapons are formed against this church. I know it. The enemy tried to take out this church. He's not going to get it because Jesus is so powerful. Powerful. the angels are so powerful right? he's not going to win but the thing is though they will try they will try to get to your life and one of the first things to go is the secret place because they want no fuel line of heaven because prayer fuels your life it's the power source of heaven this whole thing and the first thing he'll do is to stop the thing in your life so I tell you and I warn you don't stop the secret place don't do it because it is your power it is your fuel line of heaven in your life amen and then when the hard things come in life, he either takes it away or he strengthens you through the pain. And he lifts you through it. And those things are hard. And things go hard in our lives. I've had a lot of pain in my life. But the thing is, though, he carries us through it. And there's an inner joy and an inner strength that he gives to us. But you don't do that when the hard road comes. You prepare yourself in the secret place before the crises come. And then when the crises come, you can then... Hey, I have been filled. I've got this full life. I know who I am in the Holy Spirit. So let's how, how are we going to deal with this, Daddy? What are we going to do? Totally different place then. Ah! Ah! I don't know what to do. Oh, secret place. Too late. Well, not too late, but you know what I mean? It's like... You haven't built your life in Him. There's no root system in Him. And God wants to have a root system in Him. So when the wind comes and the things come in life, you will not build your life on the sand, but your life is built on the rock, Jesus Christ, the immovable, unshakable one, the rock of all ages. And He is your Lord and Savior. He is in you by this power of the Holy Spirit. It is His Spirit. And so we live in Him. Come on, that is the life that I want to live. And that's the life that you want to live. And that's the life that we want to live in this church amen I'm done thank you Jesus we want to be a house of prayer and we're going to go after it i tell you we're not going to stop don't ask one of our trustees and she will not let me <laughs> she will not let me "Get in, pray let's stand together God is calling us each one of us into the secret place and Lord we worship you we thank you Lord that we can be in this place we want to build our lives on you like we sang before the song I'll build my life on you Lord you're the powerful one you're the glorious one Father we want this river to flow through our lives Lord we jump into the river in our lives we intentionally will discipline our lives to seek your face it's no longer an option for us Lord but like you Jesus you spend time with the Father every day it's where everything came out of and Lord we want that too So we want to say, Lord, tonight, we vow tonight, Lord, we say, yes, Lord, we will also go into that secret place by ourselves and also as a church. The prayer meetings and the things that we do together, Lord, to be in that place with you and the power of the Holy Spirit. Lord, we make room for you. We make room for you. I quite like the image of this tithing. We, We tithe time for you only. So, Father, we want to set this apart for you. I want to make room in my life for you. We want to make room. We want to seek your heart and not just your hand. We seek your face. Let's just sing the song just for a little bit again. Just to kind of as a um, declaration, as a prayer, as a thing of commitment. Of I will make room for you. And I will make room for you. To do whatever you want to To do whatever you want to